several announcements this weekend. Again, a reminder to be aware of a change of schedule for the Saturday evening mass on June 4th. That mass will be an extended vigil mass with extra scripture readings to observe the solemnity of Pentecost that weekend. And to help you remember that this will not be a regular Saturday evening mass, the mass that evening will begin at 5.30 p.m. So please mark your calendars and be aware that the only change is for June 4th itself. The evening mass will be at 5.30 p.m. The parish staff is providing all parents of school-age children with an advance notice of the next children and youth formation registration date for your planning purposes. Registration for the fall 2022-2023 formation year will start on Sunday, August 14th after the 10 a.m. Mass. Please save this date in your calendars and be ready for registration August 14th. A great and practical and direct way to serve the parish is by joining our mowing teams who help maintain our lawns. You can see the bulletin for more information on how to volunteer. This service saves the parish tens of thousands of dollars annually and has saved us hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of our parish history. It's a great hands-on way to serve the parish and I ask you to consider joining. See the bulletin for more information. Totus Tuus will be offered again this summer from June 12th through the 17th. Please note that these are new dates from what we originally advertised. It is an excellent Catholic formation opportunity this summer. The daytime program is for children in grades first through sixth, and the evening program is for middle school and high school youth. Next weekend, Parish staff will be in the narthex to help you register after all masses. There are limited spots available, and it is a first-come, first-served enrollment period. And as always, we need many parish volunteers to assist us with this summer effort. Even if you do not have children in the participant age, there is a way for many in the parish to volunteer to help. So please be prepared next weekend to register your children and to volunteer with Totus Tuus, our summer program coming up June 12th through the 17th. As a priest, I have had many opportunities over the last many years to be with people who are near death due to terminal illness or advanced age. The knowledge that your life is near its end is at once sobering and clarifying. It's very clear from the conversations I've had with such people over those years. Knowledge that death is approaching helps put things in perspective. It helps us clarify what is most important, what a person most wants to be known for, the legacy a person wants to leave behind. Jesus faced this very situation in the gospel selection of this Mass. Today's Gospel from St. John comes from the chapters describing the Lord's Last Supper with his apostles. Jesus knew his earthly life was near its end. In fact, he told his apostles he earnestly desired to celebrate this final Passover with them and that he would not celebrate it again until he had entered his kingdom. 
In the course of that meal where Jesus gave us the gift of his body and blood, the Lord was in his final hours of life on earth, preparing for his departure through death and for his glorification in the resurrection. In his final words to his apostles, Jesus gives them a new commandment, love one another. Jesus determines that the command to love one another is the most critical topic that he must address in his final hours of earthly life. Given the dramatic scene of being near the point of his departure, we can say that it is critically important that we accept those words from the Lord. And his call is not to some generic, undefined love. Rather, he says, as I have loved you, so you also should love one another. His apostles would understand what that command requires when in hours of having spoken those words, they would see Jesus love them to the end and lay down his life for them, even though their betrayal and denial did not deserve that type of love. This is the pattern of Jesus's own love, a total sacrificial love. This is the pattern Jesus calls his apostles to model. They are to love one another in the laying down your life kind of love that Jesus models. Through the gospel, Jesus is imparting to us the same legacy, the same critical lesson. What's more, in following his style of love, Jesus says people will know that we are his disciples. Do we think people will know we are disciples because they see us walking into or out of church on the weekends? Do we think that people will know we are disciples because we identify ourselves as Christians? Do we think people will know we are disciples because we have a crucifix or some other religious symbol somewhere? Jesus says people will know we are disciples if we have love for one another, the type of love he modeled. The word disciple refers to a student or a learner. For followers of the Lord, being a student or a learner is no mere academic pursuit or something that exists only in the mind. To believe and to be a believer certainly involves an intellectual ascent of the mind to the truths God reveals. But it would be a mistake to think being a disciple is shown only by an ascent of the mind, only by believing the right things. After all, one can believe something in the mind while not letting that belief impact choices the way one lives. And we hear these kind of dichotomies a lot, don't we? It's popular for many a person to indicate they believe things about God and faith, but to never do anything about it. 
I have met people who believe and who share Christian faith quite sincerely, but have never been baptized. And we know from the scriptures how essential that is to enter life with Christ as a Christian. We all know people who make the distinction saying they are spiritual, but not religious. They believe, but resist being part of the church. But these sort of dichotomies aren't consistent with the Lord's call, nor the scriptural understanding of what it means to be a believer, to be a disciple. We all know well that we can probably tolerate a lot of people that we don't actually have to interact with, right? (laughs) But for the Lord to say, you must love one another is the new command, and that's how people will know you're my disciples. That immediately pulls being a disciple in belief out of the my personal Lord and Savior arena and places it in a communal arena to be a sacrificial giver, one who loves sacrificially, loving others as Christ loved them, This is how people will know you are my disciples, says the Lord. There is no doubt that being a disciple of the Lord means that we make an intellectual assent to his teachings. But the Lord won't let us get away with that alone. Speaking these words at the Last Supper, the Lord will put that love into action the very next day on the cross. We often point to the heart as being the center of what drives us and our actions, our will. We learn in this gospel passage that keeping the Lord in the realm of the mind and head belief is not enough. To be sure, our mind must conform to the Lord's teachings, but our actions, our will, is also critical for showing that we are disciples, students, learners of the Master. This is how the Lord says people will know we are his disciples. If we love one another, a belief put into action is what the scriptures call us to. May our correct belief of the mind be visible also in our actions. In this way, our belief changes us and becomes a light to others so that they might join us in becoming students in the church, this school of the Lord's service.